I get about thirty two hundred a month for the four. I pay about a thousand, I think like a thousand forty five mortgage payment to her. And so, you know, I'm left with a pretty nice cash flow. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and we are going to give you the best real estate investing advice. Oh, I'm not. The, today's guest is going to give you the best real estate investing advice ever that he has. And we're going to cut all the fluff out of it and we're going to get straight to the good stuff. So with that being said, Gavin Welch, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. It's good to be here. Gavin is an investor and businessman based in Lakeland, Florida. He invests in single family homes and also does fix and flips. He's a realtor and he helps. He also helps clients identify and purchase investment properties. He's the host of a popular podcast. You got to go check it out, The Real Estate Loop. And I actually was made aware of Gavin through our mutual friend and a previous best ever guest, Chris Clothier from Memphis Invest. And he wrote on his blog. Uh, the title was Three Great Real Estate Investing Podcasts You Should Check Out. And Gavin's was one of them. And I was I, after I checked it, I was like, okay, I got to have Gavin on the show. So I'm excited to have you on the show, Gavin. Gavin's also founded a nonprofit organization in 2000 called Servant's Heart, and he's fluent in Espanol. And I was going to have that as the non-real estate related interesting fact, but he told me right before recording that he recently got in a wreck and rolled his car three times and was broadsided by a car going 50 miles an hour at the airport. So he is recovering from the car wreck, but fortunately he is physically okay. But I'm sure you're probably sore, right? Yeah, I am a little sore. Well, I'm glad that you made it on the show. And Gavin, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Well, you, you about summed it up. I'm, I'm a, an investor 
that's kind of where my heart lies. I like rental properties. I come from a family of investors and real estate agents and everything else. Um, kind of always been around it. When I was a little kid, I remember tearing out walls and houses and stuff with my dad. And, um, you know, that's my goal is I, I buy rentals and hold them long term. I fix and flip and do other things to buy more rentals. And that's it. And then I'm a realtor. I help, you know, I don't know if I'm the best realtor in the world. And I don't know how many realtors will tell you that because I really look out for my clients. I want them to make smart decisions, long-term decisions, and I want them to use the knowledge that I have to to make good housing decisions and, you know, not just buy something they really can't afford. And sometimes it's not, you know, as a real estate agent, it, it hurts my paycheck, but I'm not really too worried about it because, you know, those guys are repeat clients. And you're making money in an additional stream through your own real estate investments. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I'm not desperate to sell them a house as a real estate agent, so I can give them the truth. And, you know, you know, it's what's best for them, not what's best for my paycheck, you know, or my commission as an agent. So, but I do a lot of investor stuff as an agent. So let's talk about your investments that you have. How many homes do you have right now? Right now I'm holding uh, seven, seven rentals. So you got seven rentals. Are they all single families? They're all single families. Yep. How did you get the first one and then how have you financed? Well, let's talk about the first one first, then we might get into the rest. But how did you get the first one and how did you finance it? I'm connected with a bunch of um, real estate people uh, here locally. One of them is a really, really good friend of mine. And he's primary, primarily a fix and flip guy. And I was a rental guy, but we, you know, we're really good friends. And he called me and said, hey, I found this great deal. I don't have any money to move on it. You should buy this place. So I did. I just went and I paid cash for it. I had a business at that time that was doing really well and I had some cash laying around. So I just went and bought this house and uh, I paid $40,000 for it. It's a three bedroom, one and a half bath, got a converted garage. It's on a lake. You're like, wow, that's not a lot of money, but it was completely renovated. So I didn't spend a dime on it and I spent a, put a tenant in, into it. They've been paying me eight fifty a month now for, man, they've been in there six, seven years. Oh, that's great. And I've never met them. Who, who manages it? I do, but they've got me on auto pay. And when there's a problem, I just send my guy over there and I've never really had an issue with them. When was the house built? The house, I think, was built in like 85, 86. Well, that sounds like a pretty darn good deal. It was a smash it deal. So I was like, you know, my dad has a bunch of rental properties. My brother has some. So I was like, you know, maybe there's something to this. So uh, my friend called me again and said, hey, there's a great place you ought to look at. I said, okay. So I, I bought number two. Rented it out. It cash flows same, same about the same numbers. Hmm. Okay, there's something to this. So along the way, I also did some fix and flips and some wholesale, some properties, and did some stuff. And um, you know, so now I'm up to seven. Let's go from number two to the third hold. So how did you come across the third hold? And are the numbers all generally around forty k? Number three, I think I paid forty five for. It was built in 1925. It's an old house in the historic district. It's an A school, which is the best school district. It's been completely renovated, new stainless steel, stainless steel appliances, you know, nice hard finished hardwood floors that are original pine floors. Here in Florida, those are kind of, you know, a big deal. And it, it was nice. I, I think I paid 45 for it and I get 800 a month for it. Sounds like some nice upgrades for a forty-four, $45,000 house. And I didn't do anything to it. It was, it was turnkey. All of those, those were all turnkey. Where are you finding these? You said the first one was from your buddy, Fix and Flipper. What about the others? The second one, I don't remember where I heard it from. The third one, I bought 
an agent I know who's a friend of mine called me and said, hey, this is a pretty good deal. You might want to look at this. So that's where I found now. And so since he was an agent, I used him as my buying agent since he referred me the deal. And then let me see, that was three. And then four, I bought for, directly from the seller. A friend of mine who's an investor called me and goes, you need to call this lady. I think she has some property she wants to sell. So I called her and I sat down with her. I think she had about 35 homes. She owned free and clear. So what I did is I bought a package of four properties from her and I used her to sell the, I heard she carried the note on the four. So that's where you went from three to seven. That's when I went from three to seven. So, you know, I negotiated with her and said, well, what, you know, what do you want in these four? And she's like, well, you know, I want, you know, I want this, I want that. I said, well, here's what I'll do. You know, since I know we got to talk and whether some of them they need is more work and whatever. And I went by and kind of cherry picked the four I liked the most. What I set with her is I'll give you $20,000 cash down. I'm going to make no payments for six months. And then I'll make a mortgage payment based on a 30-year amortization. So basically it breaks down. Uh, let me see. I get, I get about 3200 a month for the four. I pay about 1000 I think like 1045 mortgage payment to her. And so you know I'm left with a pretty nice cash flow on those four properties. Now, I have a five-year balloon. These people are, are elderly. They're in their, I think they're early 80s. So I said, here's what I'll do. I'll pay you off in five years. So I'm a two years, just hit the, the end of the start of the second year with them. Everything's going fine. When I took them over, there were some issues that I had to take care of. I had to paint one and do some stuff and refix the inside. And I think three of them were rented, but they had been collect. They had not collected rent on you know for six months, and basically the tenants were out of control. The property manager got sick and didn't do, wasn't doing his job and whatever because of an illness. So I kind of had to get the tenants back on the reservation. So which I did, and it, they're going good. And I'm planning on dumping probably two of them next year, and then paying off the whole note with the profits from the two. Ah, I was going to ask, what's your exit strategy? That makes sense. Pay off two, have two houses for free. Yep, and. What about the the first three? Are you planning on doing any cash out refinances on them? Well, I am actually have the paperwork right here in front of me. Ah, I'm going to pull an equity on them, and I'm going to do a flip. I also have a self directed I use sometimes for doing flips and new construction and such. But it's hard to there's a lot of rules if you try to use it yourself. Like I can loan you the money myself directed, but I can't use it myself. There's a lot of loopholes there you got to be careful with so i'm going to just pull an equity line on my three houses i own free and clear and use that uh for fix and flip money plus some augmented with some cash how are you getting or where are you getting an equity line from rental properties there's a local bank that was referred to me that you know, looked at my three properties and said okay based on these three properties we'll loan you x on these three properties and the properties are used as collateral the properties are used as collateral, yep. Did you find it challenging to find a local bank that would do that? No, I know I know several of them that'll do it, and I kind of shopped around and see who'd give me the best interest rate, and all those of these guys will not give me, I can get more money in these three houses, you know what I'm saying, more uh, loan-to-value ratio. I don't really want to max out the loan. So in the three houses, you know, I, I probably put them at 200000 maybe value, on the three, so they're only taking out a hundred thousand dollar equity on. And what's the interest rate they're giving you? That's a good question. I want to say five, somewhere around there. I shopped it around. I think I think they're five, five percent. 
So you've been investing, you've built your portfolio up to seven homes and you're doing some fix and flips. What's in store for you next? I've got a fix and flip coming up right now. It'll be next month or two. I'm always looking for more purchases. I'm always looking for you know properties to wholesale because I'm a real estate agent. I work very closely with a bunch of wholesalers. So when they have like a, what they call a dead lead, a lead they can't wholesale because there's not enough margin, but I can sell it as an agent for them. They send me the leads. In return, when I come with a homeowner and says, look, I need to sell this house fast, I then refer them back to the wholesaler. So, you know, I work very closely with a bunch of wholesalers, so I find a property I can wholesale, which I've, you know, came across. I usually come across three or four a year. I usually am able to wholesale them very quickly. You know, a phone call or two and they're gone. So I would like to, I am looking into some um, apartments, you know, multi, multis, but I'll, I'm going to partner one with on, on multis. What type of partnership structure are you going to do? It depends. Most of the time I have uh, my partner will either go, look, I'll put up all the money. You do all the legwork, which is good. And we do a 50, 50 split or whatever, or we'll do a 50, 50 in, 50, 50 out. And then I'll take some for management. It just kind of depends on the deal. You know, if I need money, you know, if I need to borrow 20, 30, $40,000, you know, just give them a return on it. Not a big deal. Okay, Gavin, here's the big question. You ready for the big question? What's the big question? What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Keep it simple. Don't do anything that if you can't explain it to me in in about two sentences, you probably shouldn't be doing it. How have you applied that in your life? I try to keep things really simple and really transparent. I just try to keep things really simple and not get things too complicated. So with your pride, and and it's, it's clear kind of how you explain things. You are very kind of matter of fact and hey, this is how we do it. This is it. I'm not smart enough to try to fool people. That's all I try to do. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So let's talk about why you created the podcast. What's going on with that? You know, I don't really have an answer for that. It's a good one. I was uh, doing a lot of driving. I was listening to podcasts and I was like, you know, I really dig just con- I'm constantly learning and reading books and we have bookshelves of books and, you know, we stop watching TV and I just like content, always learning from somebody, something. It didn't have to be real estate related. So I was like, you know, I, I think I can do this. I got kind of got the bug and got started. Then my wife rolled into it. And then, you know, I think we spurred a couple more people on to doing it. And I just kind of started with, look, this is what I'm doing. This is how I do it. And then if people like it, they'll listen. And that's kind of how I've done it. I don't do any promotion or a lot of advertising or any of this stuff. I just do what I do. And what type of business results have you seen from it, if any? Good. I, I mean, I've had people that have contacted me from the podcast and you want to invest with me and, and build some relationships and people sent me some things. Hey, what do you think of this property? What do you think of that? You know, I've done some mentoring and some coaching and stuff and it's been good. It's, it's basically been what I want it to be. If I wanted to be huge and full scale and, you know, just blowing it out, I probably could do that. But that's not really what I'm looking to do. And I've gotten a lot out of it. You know, I've met a lot of people and talked to a lot of people across the country and really been encouraged by people that are trying to learn and have learned from me and, and what they're doing. I've talked to some great guests on my show and just awesome people. Gavin, you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. 
Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, we've got a treat for you. Our, our previous best ever guest, Pat Hyben, you can check out his episode 310. It's titled Renting to Section 8 and College Students and All You Need to Know About It. He's got a special treat for you. And I would listen up because if you listen to that episode, you, you'll you notice the very first quote, uh, the intro to the episode he talks about how he makes $50,000 monthly um, and his expenses are 19000 through real estate. So he knows what he's talking about. He's got a special offer where if you're interested in taking your business and success to a whole new level, go to his uh, his website. It's hybendigital.com forward slash six step audio. That's hybendigital.com forward slash the number six step audio. And you'll get a copy of Six Steps to Seven Figures by Pat Hyben, who is also a best-selling author. So you got to go check that out. All right, here we go. What's the best ever book you've read? Uh, Landlord and Autopilot by Mike Butler. Why is that the best ever? Because it just lays it out in a very simple format about how to manage rentals. He managed over 100 properties while working full-time. Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? I sold all my stuff with my wife and we moved to a foreign country where we knew nobody and we did not speak the language. And what did I learn from it? We don't have that kind of time. Moving to Honduras and then coming back and just immersing myself in a different culture just changed my life on many facets just because people don't speak English and don't live in a you know, a 2,000 square foot house and don't have power doesn't mean they're not smart. Mm. Made some amazing relationships and just really, you know, we went, we started a nonprofit, went down there to just, you know, changed the world and I think the world actually changed us what's the best ever deal you've done I don't know I, I've wholesaled a house uh, or excuse me I rehabbed a house that uh, paid 24 my partner put in 20 for the rehab and we sold it for 92,000 what's the best ever project you're most excited about right now projects I'm most excited about right now actually are not mine they're my wife's she's got a bunch of stuff going on her online stuff has taken off and she's come up with a coaching course and stuff and that's kind of where I'm, I'm most excited right now with her stuff. What's she coaching? She just does business coaching and consulting and stuff. Best ever way you like to give back? Best ever way I like to give back is I like to spend time with people. You know, money's easy to give, but if you give your time, you don't ever get that time back. And throughout your career, what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? The biggest mistake I've made in real estate is I didn't, when I first started, I didn't seek enough counsel from people who've done it before. I had a mentor and a coach and he passed away and I said, you know, I probably don't need a coach anymore or a mentor. And I have never been so wrong. So who's your coach now or mentor and how do you continually surround yourself with them? You know, I have three or four actually that are both in real estate and then not in real estate. And, you know, I I connect with them on a regular basis and, you know, we put stuff together and, you know, there's some great people that that, that have real estate advice but are not, not in real estate. So, you know, I'm big on Bob Yeager. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a, he's a coach. You know, I talked to Jack Mize a while ago, and I got a lot out of him. He's a, he was in real estate. He's a marketing guy. Authority Alchemy is his podcast. He's just an awesome guy. You know, and there's just a lot of people that are not famous and you probably nobody would know of, but they're just really awesome people. And do you pay for those consultant 
some I pay for, some I don't. You know, probably you know, the, my one my one mentor I had for a long time. I didn't pay him. He was part of our board of directors on our nonprofit, and he was just a part of our life. And for the ones that you do pay, how much do you pay? It depends. Most of the time, there's several thousand dollars. Annually, one time, monthly, annually. But the, you know, they go up. You know, if you're going into a, a big mastermind, you can pay twenty thousand dollars. You can expect to pay you know fifteen thousand dollars. And what would you say is the best ever place to reach you? Email, which is gavin at the com. Well, Gavin, thank you for being on the show. And as you said, keeping it simple, talking about your your progress as an investor, that first $40,000 house that was your first buy and hold, where the fix and flip friend told you that, hey, here's a good deal. And it sounds like it sure is. It's on a lake. You've had it for about seven years. It rents for eight fifty. Three bedroom, one and a half bath, built nineteen eighty six. Paid forty thousand dollars for it, and you know how you went from one to two to three, and then boom, you were introduced to a woman who had homes free and clear, and you put together a package, and then you went from three to seven, and you're using the equity to continue to scale your business for either you're doing flips or in that the package case, you're owning two of them free and clear after you did some work to them. Pretty interesting story. And then also the local bank giving you equity on the property. I think that's important too to note because I know some banks will not do that and it, it can be a bit challenging. So definitely community banks and credit unions are the best way to go. They're called portfolio lenders for the best ever listeners. You want to go check them out. Always have a relationship with a bank, with a community or portfolio or a credit union. So thank you, Gavin, for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, John.